You're listening to and welcome back to first of all the real and filter conversation on career relationships family all things modern culture i'm your host mindy chang and i'm so so happy for this episode because we've been planning this for a while and we're gonna recap something that was magical and happened in episode 12 of last year september 26th of 2017 we are bringing it back full circle with my beautiful, wonderful, effervescent friend, Just You. What up, bitches? What up? I'm back. <laughs> ew, ew, she ew, ready. Ew. She ready. Okay, so this is a very exuberant episode. So if everyone has like the volume on high, you might want to take you it down. You might turn it down. We're loud. Because we get excited. Okay. okay. We're, we're, we're volume to 11. Yes. Team Extra. Team Extra. Okay, so this was uh, September 26, 2017, episode 12. Very, very new in the first of all podcast world. I went back and listened to it, and it was kind of horrific listening to myself. It's fine. It's but fine. It's we fine. all grow. We grow. I grew. Um, I never listened to my old my own podcast episodes. At this point, I've been like guest on like oh, yeah. 20 of Marvin's, and I just refuse to but, listen to them. But you're so great. You're natural. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm like, I need to evaluate so I can grow and become better and... That Whatever. probably makes you like a healthier person. Does it though? Because um. it also makes me go into despair. So, um, but yeah, that was that was fun though. Once we got past the horrible part, um, listening to our journey because that episode was about online dating, mm-hmm. and we just kind of launched into this hour long conversation, unfiltered, to unfiltered too much information, combo stories, advice, analysis. terrible advice. Well, was it? I think my advice was don't have boundaries. Yeah, I think that's terrible <laughs> advice. That was the boundaries part. And then I've, I've learned since then. Okay, good. You should have some boundaries. You should know your boundaries and for context and we'll, be this firm is, about them. This is why we're we're bringing it back so we can reflect and then and see how we have grown. So context, if you guys want to really understand where everything is coming from in this conversation, I highly suggest you maybe pause and go listen to episode 12 or get a refresher. I don't know. It might it might get your wheels turning again because that's a conversation we are coming back to here in 2018, at the close of 2018. Close. It's very poetic. It is so poetic. Full circle. Yes. And we were talking about doing this because we are in the middle of cuffing season. Cuffing season, or I like to call it the holidays. <laughs> It's after Thanksgiving. Yes. You've done the thing with your fam. It's getting cold in other parts of the world, not in Southern California. It's still hot AF right here. Yes. You know, you're you're watching all the Hallmark movies, the Netflix movies. Lifetime. Snow, cider. And you just like wanna you just wanna bundle up with a bay and it's the three most romantic holidays in a row. Right? It's Christmas, Uh then New Year's. And then Valentine's Day. Do you, and this is interesting because you qualify it after Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving is family. It is. But I always felt like because the fall season, to me, I think oh, yeah. fall is the most romantic season. Oh, I'm a basic girl. Yes, I love fall. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I thought, I, to me, cuffing season started immediately after Halloween where you get all ratchet and like yeah, go ho, party. Right? And yeah, you yeah, ho. You, you ho, fo, show. <laughs> and then you go right into... 
then then you start thinking about your life choices. Yeah, and, pumpkin spice latte. I think and, for and, I think for us, or at least for me, it's like because we don't get cold weather until much later in the year. It's all very perverse here because we don't have any sense of time or no, season. no, no seasons. No, it's 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 summer. We get the Santa hot, Ana winds, fire. Yeah, fire. Shout out and love to all the fire. I know. It was, it's been really bad. It's really bad. Climate change is real, guys. It is very real. Call your legislators. <laughs> side note, sidebar. <laughs> but coming back to the main topic. Yes, it's a little bit different. You know, not necessarily tropical, but it's not the same as, say, you know, New England, where the leaves start turning And colors. the apples are ready to be picked. Exactly. We have a little bit different, a skewed perception of time. Yeah. Slash life, but I think when it comes really, when it really starts coming around Christmas time, this is also engagement season. That's when people start. You know, you see it on Facebook, all the, the I, ring pictures. I've some, seen my first one already. I already saw like ten, right? But the funny thing is, I think I have maybe a really bad short term memory because I never thought of like winter as the engagement season, but apparently it has been. I've told my boyfriend this. Um, <laughs> Very straight up. I was like, okay, if you propose to me, it cannot be a Christmas present because that's just double dipping. <laughs> that's not okay. That's not okay. No. And I knew he was right for me when he was like, of course, I would never do that. He looked aghast that I would even like suggest this. Like, no, you get a Christmas present and an engagement ring. Like, Separate. you don't get your engagement ring is not your Christmas present. What is a proper margin of time around a holiday so that it doesn't qualify as double dipping? I mean, I think you could do the same day if you really wanted to, but like, but I you have to have separate gifts, is what you're saying. I think so. Okay. Even if it's something small, like you, you can't like double dip. That's just cheating. But this also makes it different. Like, if you proposed on Christmas Day, then you celebrate the engagement. Like, it's like an anniversary, which is nice. You don't have to remember. But also, that's like, that is cheating. It's cheating. Like, like get a nice dinner or whatever. Yeah. Like, a little commemorative like, tradition. Like, if, if your boyfriend proposed to you on your birthday, would you be like, oh, like, that's really nah. nice. But it's also like, you just, like, you just stole my birthday from me. I could have had a birthday <laughs> and an engagement. Way to take my thunder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then your anniversary would be on your birthday every year. And would he just get you an anniversary slash birthday present slash celebration in one bundle? And like, that's cheating. Some would call that efficient. I call that I call that double dipping. <laughs> no, is what Just You says. Don't do it. But also communicate with your partner. Communicate with your partner. <laughs> really, that's, I'm sure some people don't mind. Same but. way, no. Some people really would love the efficiency of that, and that'd be great. You never forget. Yeah. But anywho, we needless to say, we're in the we're in the depths of this cuffing season and it was a very hot topic. I mean it's always a hot topic. Dating and relationships, whether you are seeking or you are in one or looking to get out of one. Or looking to escape one. Um endless amounts of things to discuss and it's just a fun topic so we thought we'd bring it full circle bring it back home and ironically both of us have been cuffed very shortly after the first episode, episode. <laughs> yes that we recorded we're like oh damn am i in a relationship uh, how the turntables i'm michael scott anyway um but Okay, so we did a really great format last time because we can talk for days and days, which I love. But we had a format of asking two questions each last episode to just keep it, keep it, keep it right and tight. But we can do like a pros cons thing, and no structure. But those are the, the I was wondering what the best way to approach this topic because now we're like boot up, 
boot up to the yeah to extreme, the max. or like you just came back from Florida to visit my boo, who I will for and, so and, before and, you have and, no and boundaries, now, and now yes. you're like crossing state boundaries. Oh my god, it's terrible. <laughs> that flight is terrible. Getting from LA to Florida is extremely difficult and expensive, but you know I do it for love, so it's props. Fine. I respect um, that and. I know Kenji's been on your podcast before. Yeah, he's been on a couple times. But um, just so, like, you know, my poor boyfriend isn't, like, being put on blast. Not that I would put him on blast, but for, like, to protect his uh, identity a little bit, I will refer to him as Dr. Hamtaro. Or Dr. Ham. (laughs) Dr. Ham. Yeah. I love. Okay, so... For context reasons, do you want to share the the arc of the story? Because you said when we recorded episode 12... You had already gone on dates with this guy. I had gone... We had gone on two dates at the point we recorded. I did not think it was going to go anywhere. Yeah, because in that episode, you're, like, flying high in the whole, like, this is my favorite app, and this is why, yeah. you know? So yeah, so we actually did meet on Tinder. Okay. So, still related, tie-in. Tie-in, yes. sequel, carryover. Yes. So, we had met on Tinder, but he is not from L.A., Okay. He was so it was like a, a a pit stop Tinder match. He was in LA uh, for a month for, on a rotation because oh, he was in his final doctor. year of medical school. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I was like, oh, he seems nice, and I was feeling like low key feeling kind of like sad because this like other guy I was texting didn't work out. Didn't work out. So I was like, yeah, like I'm just going to go on a date to get over my sad feelings. And I was like, and he, he lives in, he does not live in LA. He was just in town for a month for rotation. So I was like, oh, like I'll go on, like I'll go on this date or two. We had fun, but I was like, he's going to go back and it's fine. Um, go back to, he lives in, he lived in Vegas. He was going to school in Vegas. So I was like, yeah. Which isn't too far. Which isn't too far. But I was like, yeah. it was too far for me. Oh, I was like, yeah. I don't want to do a long distance relationship. I'd done that before. And it was just like, I was just annoyed with it. And I was just like, I don't want to do it. Like, if I can avoid it, I'm not going to start anything of course. with someone who doesn't live here. Right. Um, and then the universe was like, fuck you and what you want. <laughs> That's cute. You don't want a long distance. Nice. <laughs> All right. We're going to do long distance. And then I'm going to move him further away. Three time zones. Oh my god, is it three? It's central it? and yeah, two, three hours. Okay, but three hours, yeah, three hours. And so he's now in two so, two time zones. But over. three hours, three and hours. It's, it's actually a really weird, rough period. Like three hours doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're working, both working, like it's a weird nine yeah, to five. I dealt with that. Yeah, and he has to get up really early for his job, so he can't stay up too late. And I'm I usually work late. Yep. with night events, and you have events. So yep. I mean, we do probably we do call every day or FaceTime every day, but sometimes it's like, it's like a very, you would think three hours is not a big deal, but it sometimes is. it's harder than like it's an, LA, It's an Europe awkward thing. Sometimes people have had better, better situation, like better communication when you're like on the opposite side, side of, the of the world. world. Yeah. Because it's like nighttime for somebody morning. And like morning. And you can like and you catch can, each other on slow times. You can but. see one, an- but three hours is just awkward enough that like someone has to either stay up late or wake up early. Yeah. So, and usually, luckily for the most part, I, I just stay up. I sleep late. Like, I'm a night owl. So, so it's he's been like fine. waking up when you're going to bed? Sometimes. <laughs> 
the life of an entertainment professional. Okay, so you got on two dates, and so were you pl- approaching it as a fling? Yes. Yes. And then the universe and was you like... you got flung, girl. I, well, okay, I'm not going to be like... It wasn't just... I will give him credit. Like, this boy was like... Dr. Hamtaro knew, like, was, was going hard. Okay. He was trying to cuff this. Okay. But, like, giving me Even though he space. wasn't, he wasn't even, he knew he's going to be leaving. Yeah. LA. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Hamtaro. But Ham. he, I guess, really liked me, and he was well, like. what's not to like? Right? <laughs> I see the light now, but. <laughs> and he actually, um, oh my gosh, should I even tell this? Oh, yeah, I'll tell this story. So, um, also, don't do this. This is this is not good advice. Most things that Jess shares is like, don't, don't ever, do it. Don't do this don't at do home. Don't do it. So, basically, uh, I went, we went out one more time before he was going to leave L.A. and go back to school in Vegas. And during that date, he basically was like, I'm going to New York to interview. And he was kind of like, do you want to come with me? Ha ha. And I was like... Oh, yeah, I actually do. Because <laughs> I love New York. How many dates has this been? Three. So okay. our fourth date was, was in, in New, New York. York. All right. I flew to New York. Okay. And we hung out in New York. And that's kind of when it really actually started becoming something. You started getting that cuff on you. Yeah. That, that, it started forming. It started tightening. <laughs> I'm imagining like a very like Marvel or Harry Potter, like there's something growing on your wrist. Oh God, that sounds so like nefarious. Yeah, no, but I mean in a magical way. In a a magical, beautiful, loving way. Yeah, in a superhero way. Like it's giving you, I don't know, whatever. It's glowing pretty colors. Yeah, so, and, and then from then on, he would basically just come visit me whenever he could. Like basically every other weekend or week, he would drive in from Las Vegas to see me. And I was just like... Oh dang! Like you ruined to me. All right, and I kept like trying to okay. like like push. I was like, I don't want anything serious. I don't want anything serious. How did that? How long did that last for? Oh, so we went to New York in October, and we basically he drove in, and we were like just like kind of dating for like two months, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point, I was like, if he started dating someone else. I'd be real mad. <laughs> I'd be like, mm, is that the oh, marker? I don't like this. Yeah, because you have. They always say you don't know what you you have until, until you lose gone. it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just started thinking like, okay, I was just imagining because it was c- approaching Christmas, which yeah, is so also weird. I was like, do I give you a gift? Like, we're di- like, it's weird, right? Yes, it's, it's you don't know where you are. It's kind of trying to have the define the relationship talk with yourself, mm-hmm. and then yeah, that's when I kind of realized that oh, if. It's also, like, really, like, I don't want to be, like, a sucker who, like, spends, like, an exorbitant amount of money on a Christmas present, which is my nature to do when I care yeah. about someone or like someone. you're very generous and you want to, like, show your affection, yeah. but you're, like, not if you're going to... Like, not if you're a fling, right? You don't, yeah. you don't buy, like, a hundred plus no. dollar Christmas present for no. a fling. For a boyfriend, yes. That's fine. Yeah. So that's when I was to really it was the capitalism of Christmas that made me... Define the define relationship. Define the relationship, which is very... Um, on brand for me because one of the last relationships I was in, not with this guy, but another one, it was um, an Airbnb questionnaire that made me define the relationship because they're like, who are you traveling with? I'm like, my homie. And I was just like, my friend. I was like, okay, Airbnb's asking, so I think we should. I think you should be my boyfriend. What are we? What like, are we? Yeah, 
how are you basically pulled me off last like what are you guys i was like let oh us know because we cannot proceed with this reservation unless you I just don't like lying you know like i don't even yeah. on an airbnb form i, I can't I really think the lie. universe served you a cue saying like hey you're gonna go on this trip like what's up yeah and then you answered. Yeah, so we've been dating ever since. He is now in Florida because of his residency. Um, since the summer. Since the summer. He graduated in May. So, so that whole time between the holidays, so October, New York, and then and then Ju- July when he left, mm-hmm. that was always Vegas, L.A. Yeah, so I would Dang. go visit him or he See, would visit See, because I me. met him when he was in L.A., so yeah. I just, like, silly me just assumed he was a local. He's originally from San Diego, so like yeah, just yeah, yeah. SoCal. Like I remember you had mentioned those things, so I just did not compute. No, it's I fine. Apologize. I mean, he did spend. He drove in many. I don't think we went more than two weeks without ever seeing each other. Like that was all we Committed. every other weekend. Committed. I'm like hitting my pop filter. See on the each floor. other. This is yeah. My- so you know what he 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 worked for. It. I made him work for it. Yeah. And but you weren't doing that on purpose. You were genuinely like feeling it out. You were not. Yes, this like, was me trying to, to me. not rush into things. Good, which with boundaries. <laughs> with this was me trying to put boundaries, like healthy boundaries. And then once I was just like, nope, can't. I tried my best. I can't do it. Well, I feel like you, you, you acknowledged and honored them to like because you weren't saying like jumping right in and being like, oh, you're my boyfriend and. You know, I'm just going to do this long distance thing and making it, I guess, more than... Yes, but then I made up for it because after we were official, our our anniversary is like the end of December. Okay. I visited him in January in Vegas and then we got really like, you know, we had fun. We got some, we we got drunk. We watched Mariah Carey and it just unlocked Mariah Carey, man. That's dangerous. That's a a dangerous combination. And then basically we, we had this like very intense drunk conversation on the casino floor of caesar's palace okay where we're just like do you i think we're gonna get married yeah i think we're gonna, like we had the marriage and like kids talk like zero to a hundred like like two weeks into our official relationship four <laughs> months into dating but like you know what it wasn't weird like we were totally on the same page and we just were talking about it because i also think if you know certain things it's better just to be upfront about it. Yeah. And like, which is one of the things I love most about you. Like, you ain't afraid. I'm just like, why waste your time if you know, like, we're not headed, if you don't think we're like headed in the same direction or even like your life goals are what you want? Like, I don't think you should pursue it. Like, it's mm-hmm. easier to end things in the beginning than invest like five years into it and then be like, oh, but I never told you I didn't want kids. What? Like, which oh, now very, we have to talk wise. about it. That's a very mature and wise approach. Other people, myself included, have gotten into situations where you're just like caught up in the, the honeymooning. Because, like, that is a completely the wise and mature thing is to communicate and be clear and then, like, definitively be, okay, we're not on the same path, so we should just part ways here. For a lot of other people, I'm just, I'm, I'm speculating because I don't want to be alone out here. But I'm imagining there's a lot of people just like, well, I know we're not going to work out, but, like, this is so So fun. somewhere in between yeah. drunk conversations, one, like, two weeks into your relationship talking about marriage and kids and, like, never talking about it is, like, the sweet it's spot. It's a good, yeah. Somewhere in that space. Give yourself some space to do that. Yeah. That's so sweet, though. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't scared. I mean, if that didn't scare him off, I'm like, all right, this is it. Like, that didn't scare him off. So I'm like, okay. Good criteria. We found... It's good. We found lo- oh, fell in love. 
I'm getting into Rihanna here, but I won't do that to the listeners. That's I I love stories like that, and that's why I think the origin stories. That's why dating is so fascinating because you never know when lightning's going to strike or no. how or right. the situation. Because this is not what I would have picked for myself. In what terms would you have of, picked for yourself? Oh, someone who lived in L.A. Number one, <laughs> ditto. Uh, but then you know that's kind of a small con. If we're going pros and con, yeah. It for all the pros. He right, has. Right. And I think what our relationship has. So right. it's like, it's worth it in the end, right? Yeah, because you, to, in whatever way that you had to live it out, you fought for it. Like, you, you put in the work to, like, deal with the distance and then to go visit him. And that takes time and money and energy. And you have to, like, you know, it's a dance. You have to dance that. And it's, and even honestly, people in LA complain about that too, wherever you are. Whether Long you're, distance between the, the east side yeah, and the west side. Literally, there are people who be like, I don't want to drive 30 minutes plus. If you're living anywhere outside of a 30 minute commute, you take care now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry, this isn't going to work. I wish you the best. Which is not really what you mean. What you're saying is you're not worth driving 30 minutes exactly. or, four, or an hour in traffic to see. Exactly. So there are different markers for each individual to say, like, oh, this is worth me putting in effort. This is me, yes. like, putting my convenience on the back burner because I really want to, like, hang out with this person. I want to get to know them. And that's the funny thing with Kenji, too, is, like, our, our when we met, because we met in person, and we have a funny story in terms of the dating apps because he saw me, and I'm like, Kenji, you're wonderful. I'm putting on blast. But we have a joke where, like, he... I think he talked about it on the podcast too, but like he swiped right on me and I Didn't I have a strict like if you're my Facebook friend, I ain't ever swiping right on you. Oh, you were Facebook friends first. We were Facebook friends first. And then first. you matched on Tinder. We did not match on dating apps because I did do not, not you swipe do not right. <gasps> I do not. And somehow it still worked out. You know? And it's funny because that episode, uh, around that time, just prior to that, my friend Irene had passed away. And she was, like, someone that really inspired me. I didn't get to know her that long, but we had, like, a really, like, twin flame relationship. And she was the one who introduced Kenji and me. Mm. So we met in person, but we had very brief conversations. And then, you know, Irene passing away, like, magically, sadly, you know, bittersweetly brought us back together. And then he listened to this podcast, too. So he, like, got to know me a little bit. And he did run away. And he didn't run away. Um... And and it's funny too, just like it was those things just happen very naturally. And like I was not necessarily in a place where like, okay, I'm on the hunt for a boyfriend, but I had been dating, you know, we talked so much. We had a deep dive analysis on all the apps because that was straight up like years. Yeah. Years of swiping and dating and trial and error and fun and misery, like all of it. And yeah, I was kind of like, I would love to have a boyfriend, but I was never pushing for it, you know? I didn't want one. And see, you got one and you're like, I did not not want one. So I actually, after we recorded in 2017, I had uh, some health issues that kind of took me out of commission about from May through September. Okay. Um, So I was still able to work and everything, but... Um, yeah, my I just basically dating and going out kind of went on the back burner, and I was just like in a really weird place because I think I realized I was using a lot of that to distract from like figuring out what I was doing with my life. Like if I kept busy and had fun, which I don't regret. I don't think that's a bad thing. But mm-hmm. I was, you know, when you have to sit still and kind of 
really, really yeah. you have too much time to think, yeah. basically. And I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Like, it's been X years since school. Like, am I on the same pace? Like, should I go back to school? Were like, you quarter life crisising? I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then that, all, so then I don't think, I don't think if that hadn't happened, my slowdown, kind of my like out of commission period happened, I would have been ready to kind of accept a relationship yeah or a serious long-term relationship so there I think were I other was still, components yeah there are other things kind of in life that were preparing you yes. if you will or just putting me in the right space the right time they say timing's everything right yeah to to pursue this in a and to commit to something like what my relationship is now. Yeah. Which is very long-term, very committed. I mean, we're, we've talked about it. I know fourth date, we talked fourth, four months in, we've talked about it and you know, we're still heading in that direction of like marriage and everything. So, and the funny thing is like, I think that that's so beautiful because everybody has all these questions, including me of like, I love asking every couple, like, how did you know? Or like, when did, when did the tides turn? Because you, what was it that you, what did you start with and where did you, where did those things change? I think those are really beautiful milestones to acknowledge emotionally. Cause when I first, like my first pseudo quasi date with Kenji was just like grabbing ice cream. And we just happened to be in the Bay area at the same time. And it was the holidays. Mm-hmm. It was like right around Christmas. And it's like really funny to look back on all those like little details that led up to me being open to like hanging out because I was in a foul mood when I first hung out with Kenji. Like I was, I wanted to go back home to LA. I didn't know why I was in the Bay area. I didn't have a car. So I was kind of like stranded and I was like, either I buy a really expensive bus ticket or really expensive flight, or I have to just wait for one of my friends to drive back to LA. And like, lo and behold, during that moment of like, I hate everything. This is stupid. I'm just wasting my time up here. And this is dumb. Like he was like, Hey, do you want to like hang out sometime? And like, I was totally open. It was like, you know, we chatted a little bit and we chatted a little online because he listened to my podcast and he had some like thoughts on it. And it was just so it all worked out, you know, and I'm very grateful for that because if I look back, if I had been in any other mindset, I think I would have said no because of it. Like, why am I going to go all the way out to San Francisco? What am I going to do? Like, I don't care. But that day I was like, no, that sounds nice. Also, new pickup line, I've listened to your podcast and I have some thoughts about it. Okay. Try to use that at a bar. (laughs) Smooth. Yo, Kenji's so smooth. He's like, he knew, he knew what buttons to push. He did. And he, I mean, it's It's a good pitch. Good pitch. Very good pitch. And this is what I've learned about Kenji is he does his research. Like he, he looks (laughs) things up and he got to know me through like a one side to get to know, but he got to know a lot about like my thoughts and. Um, used his resources, which one of the things I really love about him. And he listened to the podcast. And that was so, so nice to have somebody who listened, you know, even though he had, he had a lot of like great thoughts. And we ended up talking for like six and a half hours the first time we hung out. And granted, that was never like he was asking me on a date. He was literally just like, hey, let's kick it. And we ended up talking for all that time. But I'm just curious too, because that was a very out of the blue situation. I didn't, you know... I personally was a little bit, I was in the same place as you because I was like talking to other guys and there were other people in my stratosphere. I really liked him, but he was living in Utah. Mm-hmm. He lives in Utah. So I was just like, this isn't how I thought this would go. Happen, yeah. So I'm curious for you. You said going to New York was like the turning point for you to be like, oh, okay. Because initially it was just a fling. 
Yeah. How did the tides turn for you? Like, what was there a moment? Was it just the trip in and of itself? Did he say something that made you? Because was his pursuit of you that he was so like, I don't care if we live in different states. Like, we gonna be together. Uh, part of it was that I yeah. love a I love a man who like respectfully within bound within appropriate boundaries. Yes. Um, you know, knows what he wants and goes after it because I had never really experienced that before. I've always been you know, imagine uh, surprise. I've always been like very you know alpha though usually the alpha <laughs> in the relationship or like going after the guys. Um, and my last two relation my last two. The two relationships, like longer term relationships I've had in the past, basically ended because the the guy wasn't willing to make the choices that would have kept us together. Mm-hmm. And I guess, honestly, fair enough, the other way was true. Mm-hmm. I also wasn't willing to make the choices to keep us together. Yeah. Because I truly think at the end of the day, it's barring some kind of like, supreme external first like immigration or like you know like illness yeah you know two i think any two people who want to be together can be together i i agree it may not be the best choice to be together it might not it might not be right necessarily but i healthy or healthy but i do think you know like any two people who want it enough can be together, which is why I hate La La Land tangent. Like, though, there's nothing keeping those two apart. There's absolutely nothing keeping. Where's the challenge? Yeah. No obstacle. I was like, I know, I know artist couples who are both have very fulfilling lives and they don't always live together. They work everywhere in the world, but and they are still married. Like, it's, it's, they make it work. They make it work. So, yeah. so, um, but I saw like the very first strong inclinations that this is somebody who would make the choices to keep us together. Yeah. Just in his uh, willingness to drive to me every uh, week or every weekend or every other weekend. Um, you know, he was willing to, I didn't, you know, I live with my parents back home. So like by choice. So I'm just like, you can't stay with me and my parents. So he'd be like, fine. Like I'll get us. Like he was just willing to like do whatever it took to spend time with me and get to know me. Yeah. Which I was like, this is like very weird. And he has every day since that, those early days, like, proven that that has been true yeah so i feel very secure like and then i started realizing i was willing to do stuff that i would have never done for another ex-boyfriend before so he's in florida and i've thought about moving to florida to be with him which is terrible like my job my family my life i know nobody florida florida is terrible sorry florida is terrible the central <laughs> treasure coast central november florida would prove again terrible <laughs> exactly it's terrible i mean he doesn't like it either so he we've talked about this and he knows that you know it, it wouldn't be beneficial for either for both of us to be like kind of struggling in florida emotionally psychologically in florida so and and my job which i love and like, you know, my, my purpose, not even my life, my purpose is really in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and he understands that and he's very supportive. He understands. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I was like, if he really, if it was like, if he would not be able to get through this period, it's rough. Residency is rough. Like yeah. if he was not able to get this through this period without me, like I would move. Like I would like, Dang, it's girl. cause I know he would do the same for me. That's powerful. And he's told me multiple times, and I totally believe him. He's like, wherever you want to go, like, if you want to be in L.A. in the future, if you want to move to San Francisco, if you want to go to New York, like, I can be a doctor anywhere. I will, I will, I, yes. I will come with you. So I was like, he's really, like, he's like Ben Wyatt. Oh, yeah, you're Leslie. Yeah, 
yeah, no, it's very similar. So I was just Stop like, it. and that's the one He'll that work I work at to. a boring accounting firm for you with the guy that makes all the bad jokes. <laughs> Maybe like Kaiser Permanente, but it's fine. <laughs> That's really sweet. Yeah, so that's when I started to realize that this was not like anything. Mm-hmm. Bef- this was different than the relationships I've had before. Right. Right. And I think that that no, the, the point that you're making is, is very. For, I, I relate to that very well as because we are so different. Like Kenji and I are both Asian American. We're both creatives, and then the similarities kind of stop there. <laughs> like we're we're very different upbringings. We're different. Um, you know, approaches to life, attitudes and lifestyles. And like, he's very nomadic. I, I travel a lot, but I love having home and like, we're very different. So we've had to work through a lot, but I was willing to do that work. Yeah. Right. And I was really inspired because I never dated or was like, was even beginning to talk to somebody that was so clear about how they felt about me. There's a lot of games, you know, and then maybe it's just our oh, age too. Oh, the games. Being the, in the, the 30s. The fuck boys because you're like, stop games. it. I don't want to figure out. I don't you have out. time. I don't. I really don't. I've been reading the statement a lot on the internet. I love it. It's if he if he loves you, you will know. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, you'll be confused. <sighs> Yo. Yo, right? Right? Where did you? Where is that meme? I don't know. Somewhere on Reddit. I read it a lot. We need to but put it on it's, this podcast. It's very image. true. Like he has, I like. I mean, again, like everything I did in the early push the relationship, like should have, like every single rule broken. Like I think I talked about my exes on my first date. I like. Um, I was. He's he. So he's wants to be a pediatrician, Doctor Hamtaro, actual doctor. Well, also Asian American, but um, grew up. We have similar childhoods and we which i think also helps but again he's like not in the creative field not you know um group in san diego vegas um and but basically so we're, we're similar but we're like we have a very different like out, at least on the outside the external things like very different like life path like like we do different things right yeah yeah, yeah. um but he's really very very funny like i don't know i don't know if i've met someone who's made me laugh that much mm-hmm. um Actually, one of the things that made me like, this is so strange, like on our second date, it was September 21st. Mm-hmm. I'm not overly sentimental. I know this because he picks me up in his car and he turns to me. First thing he says is he turns to me. He's like, hey, do you know what day it is? I'm like, September 21st. And he had it queued up. He started blasting Earth, Wind, and Fire. September is like, do you remember 21st? <laughs> and I just like, crack, like totally serious. And I just like started cracking up. And I was like, I don't, oh, like, oh, like I've, I've met my match. I like, love. Yeah. Or just, just like kind of like weird, random, like idiosyncrasies. Just those random things, like the humor, you know, the sense of humor, like the random, like obscure 80s cartoon that you watch that you swore nobody else knows about. I'm talking about biker mice from Mars. I'd never heard of it. And this is someone like, he was like one of the first people I've met outside of my family who were, was like, I could just drop these random, like, Calls, callbacks, like references, and he just Respond. knew what I was talking about, Respond. which is like really a interesting. Call and response, because I don't know if you've ever had a conversation where you had to stop every time you made a reference and had to explain the reference. Clarify it, yeah. Um, and I just, I think it's like probably like a product of growing up in like internet culture, but like so much of how I talk is in a reference to something else. Right? You're quoting SpongeBob. You're very you're quoting, good at that. Yeah, just because I I just consume so much media, right? Like not even consume. You remember it. 
Yeah, like I've, I just, I just have Wikipedia. a very random knowledge, a very broad sense, right? And I, I know it can get annoying, but basically, like that's how I talk in my everyday life. So the fact that he just like picks up on it, and like I don't have to explain, I was just like, I don't have to explain. And that's when <laughs> I started feeling like, okay, like this, I've maybe met my match. Like he can keep up, mm-hmm. like on that level, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's different for everybody. Of like, what makes you feel like? oh, I'm seen or understood or I'm intrigued or I'm inspired. And those things, again, I think will kind of lead you to this different version of you because, I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast was to say this was where we were in September of 2017 and how that evolved so much and how much cuffing season, ironically, kind of did play a little bit of a role because you're in the middle of that when you're like... The oh my god! The proverbial yeah. snowflakes are falling in your hair. Um, autumn in New York is yeah. great. I was it was beautiful. Say. We did this beautiful walk through Central Park. We went to the Guggenheim, and oh my god, this poor boy! I don't think he cared about anything we did. He was just like, I just want to spend time with you. Like he freaking went to like sleep no more with me. He had no idea what was going on. Sleep no more is like this crazy immersive dance exper- performance experience in like a warehouse in New York, and he just was like down he was just down to try anything see anything and we went through this like beautiful walk through central park like the leaves are changing we ate ice cream it was like so nice and i was just like damn it fall seriously man like literally guys like dating tip if you really just want if you really like a girl trying to cover just take her to somewhere where the leaves change or if you're like me go to somewhere snowy because that's one of my favorite memories that i have with kenji is like walking in in sundance we were walking down main street it was pretty empty and we literally just yeah. like snow falling yeah. in my hair. Do you think it's because like the Korean drama? I don't like know. autumn in my heart Probably. and winter sonata. Yeah, you are living autumn in my heart, and you are living winter sonata winter without sonata. the cancer. No, or the amnesia. No, thank you. No, no body parts were <laughs> were, 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 donated. were donated. I think he like the brother. Jeopardy. The brother like kills himself to give her his eyes. Right. That's in um because I'm a girl music video. <laughs> oh, they probably they probably did the eyeball thing too. <laughs> I don't know why that's a that repeated thing. So I, I don't once enough. I don't think they they let you do that either. Like okay. I don't think yeah, like, I don't think that's organ, a real thing. I don't I think, think they let you kill yourself to like give Doctor Ham can tell us yes. if that's a viable option. I, I, I'll think ask no. him. I think no. I'll ask him. But and 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 I think so I I I think suffice it to say we're both happily cuffed. Yes. And it was a fortuitous turn of events, which is really nice. But it's also, you know, it's a very for me, I just love hearing your story. I feel like it's like a very modern day fairy tale thing. Like Kenji and I were it was beautiful and I have so many things that I appreciate that I'm so like, oh, I just love how that worked out. But it was also tough too. They're like tough things for me to like again, adjust to, like, being in a committed relationship. And the younger me, I think, would have taken that as, like, oh, this isn't, this isn't a match. But the thing is, like, we both really liked each other. So, again, it was, like, this weird, ironic thing of, like, I still want to work on this. Mm -hmm. So we gave each other a lot of, like, we had to give each other a lot of grace and a lot of benefit of the doubt because we just came from really different backgrounds. And, um, you know, my cuffing season, like, it's honestly, it was both of us. We we're both like just dating around other people and having our different experiences. So I'm curious to you because it's such a big shift. Mm-hmm. And this is also a shout out to the people who are single and not cuffed because we've been like 
you know, basking in all these beautiful things that led to a committed relationship, which also has its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a walk in the park. Like, you get to have those beautiful moments of Central Park in, in the autumn. But it's also distance, and it's also dealing with logistics and time zones and mm-hmm depleted energy and like life changes figuring out your career like it's not exempt from all of that but the feeling is that you feel like it's worth it which is nice yes at the end of the day it's yeah. worth it and um but i feel like for those who are single and still like looking or maybe escaping um do you what are your like fond memories like is there anything that you're kind of just like, oh, like oh, so aw, many fond memories aw. I mean, I mean, so one of my very closest friends, um, we kind of switched places. So she was not single last year. She's now single. And so we switched places. Um, and she was a really big support for me when I was single and like going out, like she's a great wing woman. Um, so we've gone out a few times. She's, she's moved to San Diego, so I don't get to see her quite as much cause we're both so busy, but, uh, she came to visit me we went to go to see this we went to go see Viet Gone, which is amazing. It's so good. It's so amazing. I think it's not playing anymore, but if you ever get a chance to see it, go, go see watch it. It's it. amazing. And then we went to go get, like, this little, little Tokyo, and then we went to go get Boba afterwards. And, like, there was just, like, literally, like, this really handsome man sitting in, like, the Boba, like, the tea store. Like, he just was, he was, like, like age-appropriate, very handsome Asian-American man. Looked like he was, like, doing some architect work. Like, exactly my type, our type, right? And I was just like, yo, you should go, like, say hi or something. I love that about you because not that many people do that anymore. I would, or just, like, I'm like, what do you have to lose? Like, you don't, like, like. Still, a lot of people rather so, swipe than, like, go so talk I to told, a I told, person. I told my friends, like, you should just go say hi or something. And she ended up not doing it because she was, like, <laughs> Via God made her an emotional mess. She was, like, sobbing. So she's, like, I can't. I can't right now. So I'm a little puffy but, right now. But just that, like, that fun kind of anything is possible. Like, that, that like, the spontaneity, the open, like, like chance of who you might meet who you might talk to what might happen like Mm -hmm. a part of me does miss that but it's i also have to check myself it's always so 50 50 right because you can meet (laughs) which we know so actually again go back (laughs) in the early days of dating when i was before we were fishing i was debating whether or not i want to like enter like i really did like him but i was like really holding myself back because i didn't want to like commit because yeah. I didn't want to give up this lifestyle the whole life as the, I say the good the bad and the uh, ugly yeah. um, and then and then my Andrea who you might know Andrea yeah, yeah, yeah. she's great a uh-huh. mutual friend of ours she just looks at me she's like look what did dating ever get you? It got you a cold, a toasted bagel. Okay, that's all it got the you. Like, so why the hell are you like not like you know like pursuing this thing of this damn guy? Like, all dating ever got you was a hot bagel. I'm like, oh my god, you're right. Like at the end of the day, like like what did these spontaneous opportunities really ever get me? Right? Yeah. Like maybe one fun story, like a little, a few hours of fun, but like. Then a lot of hours of um, emotional recovery. Having to recuperate. Yes, recuperation or recovery just to, like, deal with it because I get overly attached emotionally to everything that, like, crosses my path. Yeah. So I was just like, you're right. And they're like, yeah, like, these, 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 like, fuckboy opportunities are not worth it uh, for someone who will actually be there to help you through 
anything. That's right? great. That's a good friend to like reality check you. And the yeah. funny thing is, I think with with any situation, whether you are in a relationship or single or looking or not looking, it's really funny. You know, as humans, we're natural to be like, oh, the grass is greener mm-hmm. on the other side. Or we tend to like romanticize something that maybe yeah. we actually aren't enjoying that much. But I'm really big advocate because like, I'll still say it again. I really like just love and appreciate my time that I did get to be single and and have that sense mm-hmm. of like anything is possible and to deal with the good and the bad of that mm-hmm. because it made me grow up a lot it made me appreciate who I was my time my energy like oh yeah. you know all of that and like when Kenji came sweeping up and got me ice cream and like we ate cake together and we're sharing like our work and talking about all these things that the absence of that was so obvious when I was in those like stupid or just like not quite up to par dating situations so that when it was there, I was like, this is so wonderful. You know, I think everything's a very big balance. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, what it taught me was like, just enjoy where you are at. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. Do it's you, good. Do you also think because we're in long distance relationships or middle distance or like, it's not a typical like setup that most people would expect yeah that it shifts the dynamics because i do think i i did actually kind of long distance is hard right especially now that he's in florida and you know i i literally on thanksgiving weekend it took me 15 hours to get out to him oh my god from san francisco i was up in san francisco and i basically yeah so like that was a huge time commitment to get there yeah it was like dying like it was was really intense layovers buses you know oh my gosh yeah because i had to take a bus to where he is because he's not close to an airport but i did like the certain kind of space i got especially in the beginning from a long distance relationship because I still had you time time to yeah to be independent yeah yeah which I recognize as one of my flaws or my things I'm trying to work on yeah I get so attached that I become it's very easy for me to become one of those girls who only spends time with her boyfriend yeah and only talks about her boyfriend yeah which my some of my friends may agree with Uh, I try (laughs) try, and this is me like trying really hard to curb that yeah and then um because I know it's annoying and I hate those people who like you, they get a relationship and then they're MIA and you never see them. Again, Honestly, right? it, it's hard too, because then when you are juggling that it is, it is a pro of being in long distance to have your space because you literally cannot be with that person. Then you're kind of just attached to your phone or your computer when you you need and want to stay in contact. But like, then when they're in town or when you're out, you're like twenty four seven. Yeah, so it's hard to strike balance. But that's what I think is really interesting about any relationships. Even like when I was dating and I dated people that were local. Funnily enough, it was still really hard to like meet up with people that were local because everyone has lives and like doing that whole thing. I found that every situation challenged a different part of me, mm-hmm. and I had to figure out what is it that works for me and. Oddly, even though I was so like anti long distance, a I really liked Kenji, so I was like, no, let's let's do this. Like I travel, like you're close because Utah is not that far either. It's like only a couple states away, um, and it's worth it. Like I'll do that. So yeah, it's just like oh, this isn't as bad as I thought because this is so fun. But I really did appreciate for sure the fact that like I have like a very packed schedule. I have a lot of things to do. I have people to meet. I have auditions. I have things I need to read. So I was never like, yeah, I don't know if I answer your question. I'm just, I, I've been figuring out what works. And then that changes too mm-hmm. as time goes by. Yeah. 
and that'll keep going. Especially with a, you're in a relationship with a doctor, and that lifestyle is very specific. Yes. And I'm dating a filmmaker, and I'm an actor, so those will be its own, like... I'll take the doctor over the artist any day. It's a circus. It's really fun, though, because we, we encourage each other so much with each other's work. But, um... And we help each other, and that's really, really incredible. So, and it was funny, because that was on his oh, no-no list. He didn't want to date... date an, uh, he didn't want to date an artist. He was like, I'm the artist in this relationship. How, like you said, there's only room for one diva. <laughs> Is it still you? It's oh, definitely oh, yeah. still me. I love it. There's always more room for Jess, is what we're saying. Um, but what? And what? Do you have any last words of wisdom or love or advice for all those searching for love? Um, I know nothing. Okay. I this man literally just. Though I will say, you know, we shit talk online dating and Tinder a lot. The good, the bad, you know, the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly, but. It's true. I would never have met Dr. Hamtaro if not for Tinder. There was no, we had no, we have one mutual friend, but like via Facebook, but that's like so far flung apart. We're not really like actually, we don't really talk to that person a lot, either Uh of us. Uh Um, It just would have never happened. We do not run in any similar circles. There would have never been a situation where we would have met up like organically or naturally. Yeah. So I've like, you know, Props to Tinder for bringing him into my life. If you want to sponsor our wedding, hit me up. <laughs> I'm open to that. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, oh, I don't even know. I think I honestly think this sounds so cheesy, but just be your authentic self. Yeah. Jenny always talks about this, right? Jenny Yang. Yes. Her friend Jenny Yang, comedian, hilarious. Watch her on Busy Tonight. Yes. um, She's like, if you want an authentic love, be your authentic self. And I feel like I've just subconsciously done that. I mean, I do that my entire life. There's, I don't, I can't, I don't know how to hide who I am. I've tried and it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from my Tinder profile where I like was very kind of extra on my Tinder profile to my first date, our first date, which, uh, you know, I started, I heard he was going to be a pediatrician. He wanted to be a pediatrician. So I was like, oh, I love dead baby jokes. (laughs) And we like, what a line. But we riffed on like those jokes for like an hour. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. Um, to like, you know, getting drunk and to being like, yes, I'll go to New York with you to like getting drunk, like, you know, like a week or two in our official relationship and talking about like marriage and kids and like, where do you want to live and whose family do we need to be close by? And will you take care of my, help me take care of my parents when they get older? And like all this like kind of insane stuff. Like I've just been myself and he's like accepted it. And or loved it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the key. Find someone who loves that part. And mm-hmm. like, he, I think he legitimately finds me entertaining. You are so entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> I can be a lot. <laughs> I love it. My mom is still asking when, like, my mom loves him now. Mm-hmm. It, that was a whole other process of, like, introducing my parent, my mom to him. Because, you know, you only get one shot to make a good impression. First impressions, yo. Right? And mm-hmm. I was like, if you real, like, you got to set, you got to set, okay, this is one advice. Set your partner up to succeed with your family. I think yes. so many people, especially men, if you're in a hetero, if side-gendered men are very, like, laissez-faire about, like, no, it'll be fine. And just like, no, no, no. You have prep. to prep them and set them up to make a good first impression. Like, if you know your mom hates, like, people being late to dinner, like, tell your partner that, like, do not be late for dinner. Yes. 
right? So I like prepped him and I told, I gave, I laid out the game plan for him to introduce, to introduce him to my mom. I was like, this is what we're going to do. Like, let me handle it. Like, I was like, okay, first time we had dinner, I was like, go pay, go pay. Right, go pay for the meal because yeah. my mom, well, she's a Chinese woman. She hates owing people stuff. She's going to treat you back to dinner, which means <laughs> you're going to get another, like, face to f- Like, I came up with this whole, like, war plan, and it worked. And she loves him. Um, every time we're talking, and sh- she asks him for medical advice. Nice. And then she's, she's always like, I got like, a son-in-law who can take care of yeah, me. basically. And she's also like, be nice to him. She always like, be nice to him. You're scary. Like, you're very intense. My mom's always like, you're very strong. I get that, too. Be like, I've be, gotten be, that. be nicer. Be nice to My him. brothers will, like, they'll meet a boyfriend. They'll be like, good luck, bro. Right? Yeah, pretty much that vain. So, yeah. And then she'll turn to him. She's like, she's like, is she being mean to you? Like, are you going to dump her? Like, I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to dump her. I was like, wow, mom. And he's like, no, she's so nice. And he'll be like, no, she's so nice. Thus like, cementing his, his golden boy status in your mom's heart. Which is good. It's like a backwards test. It's like she's being nice to him, and she's also like, "How much do you love my daughter?" It's, but it's also oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But it's also fine. Like if you have to use me as your lightning rod of hate, or not hate, but lightning rod of like, like hate or raid. Yeah, do it if that will bring you closer. To troll. You can talk to about troll is to love. Sometimes. To troll is to love, you especially know? for Asian families. Especially my dad. Like that's why I had to prep Kenji. I was like, my dad's gonna say a lot of stuff, and he just does. That's what. That's who he is. That's how he yeah. so, shows affection. So prep, prep, prep your partner to meet family or friends. Uh, just talk honestly. There's no point in hiding it because there's only so much you can lie to other people or yourself before that shit comes out. <laughs> You know, if you don't want kids, tell them you don't want kids. Oh yeah, in that relation, in that, those first early two weeks, I was like, oh yeah. By the way, if we get married, like I'm not changing my last name. Oh yeah, you just recently yeah. put that on Facebook. It I started did. up a very great discussion. I was like, I'm not changing my last name, and you know, I really don't want kids. But you know, we like I'm like honestly, like, that's the one of the biggest things. Like having met you, like we'll talk about it. Right, well, big like, change. I can t- which is a huge that, change. That makes me like, really sad because change. I feel like that's a very big um, miss, like opportunity for the world if they're missing out on more just Jews. <sighs> I'm just saying, pregnancy is terrifying. <laughs> We'll do we'll do episode like three hundred something when we're both like pregnant. Talk about how terrible it is. We'll see. That's what I'm saying. All my all my friends. I'm a little bit older, and all my friends are all engaged in the babies and stuff. And so for me, actually, that my advice comes from like a little bit of an older place of I'm surrounded by babies turning one, two, three years, like, and all engagements. And I'm not there yet. I'm dating. I'm happily, you know, dating Kenji. But to be honest, my big thing from getting cuffed. In terms of my personality, where I had a very specific idea of like where I would be and what I would be doing and who, what kind of person I would be with, main thing I've learned from this cuffing season and this year of my life, this chapter, is be open. Like you cannot, mm-hmm. you can't dictate how everything is going to go. It's great to have an idea because you know, dream away. It's good, you know, have an idea and like know what you like and know what gets you excited and what you're attracted to. But also be open. There's room for spontaneity. Even in getting cuffed, there's spontaneity and like, you know, when you're messing around and like being ratchet or like just completely exploring. But, you know, in, in approaching relationships, I main thing I've been taught repeatedly, don't shut things down and don't, you know, like just I get I get really freaked out and I'll be like, oh, this isn't what I thought or, oh, I'm just learning about myself a lot. That's a very loaded comment. I will dive into it later. But just be open. 
with yourself and be open with the person that you're dating. You never know where things are going to go. And honestly, if it doesn't go the way you thought it was going to go, just appreciate it anyway. Like, honestly, there's a lot of stuff I realize in hindsight that I kind of like talked myself out of. Like, I overthought myself mm-hmm. out of. And that's a shame, but I learned from it. And it's just like, again, whether you're single or whether you're cuffed, mm-hmm. like, be open, have fun with it. Don't lose that spontaneity just because of what age you are or, like, what everyone else around you happens to be doing. Yeah. It gets super... I 100% get it gets so yeah. overwhelming and frustrating. And it gets, honestly, really depressing sometimes where I'm like, oh, I thought I'd have, like, a couple kids by now. Like, to be honest, I've struggled with that in the last few months um, where it messes with me. But then that's so sucky to then project... Like, oh, I'm not where I thought I'd be, so this sucks. I'm like, no, my life's pretty freaking great, you know? Yeah, you get to sleep. You get to travel. I get to, like, yeah, talk about making a movie with my boyfriend because we have the time and space to do that. That's awesome. So I need to, yeah, those are things to remember and, and honor and just enjoy, you know? And if you're single, like, it's still such a great time to just enjoy love in general, like, be with your friends and be with your family. Oh my god, yeah. That is go one on thing. I mean, like, so I basically, I try to go out and see him once a month at least now that he's moved. And, you know, that that is something I miss about being single. Like, I, that, those used to be trips to New York, to Seattle, to Portland, you know. Girlfriend time. Mexico City, which I still try to do. I still try to get out, you know, and... Um, you know, I still take vac- I take vacations without him Good with my you. friends. You know, like I will be, I will be, I'll go places without him, and he's very, he understands, he does not get jealous. Yeah, a uh, very healthy relationship. Good. So, um, I just need to be in a financial place to take vacations. <laughs> I like staycation it. Yeah, I'm like let's get dim sum. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so just being, I just always try to be cognizant of living my own life, and because that just makes your relationship more interesting at the end too, because you could bring other stuff to the table. Yeah. Right. You have different experiences, and you come back. Like yeah. Because honestly, sometimes when I do spend like my week with him, like I spent my week in Thanksgiving with him and he had to work and everything um, in the afternoons, I was just like, we spent like every single like minute, free minute together. I've done nothing. I've just been in your apartment because it's Central Florida, and I, I can't go. And I don't want to go anywhere. There's I watched something here. on Netflix. Like <laughs> I watched something on Netflix. I could talk to you about it, or you know, you could just watch it later. <laughs> so I'm just like, the conversation gets yeah, a little limited. I'm just like, cool. Yeah. So just enjoy where you're at, yeah, and explore. Oh, one final! Do p- I do have one final piece of advice. Yes, date a Filipino. <laughs> it's a secret of life. This is guys. a PSA. Date a Filipino man because um, she's like the cool fi- Asians. Like, you'll figure it out. They're like the cool Asians. Um, bomb food. Super nice families. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like you know, I'm from a very uh, oppressed. <laughs> Emotion, emotionally oppressed East Asian family. Yeah. And my family's not even that emotionally oppressed. Like Your I, family's dope. Yeah, we're great. But, like, we also are still pretty, like, emotionally oppressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, not that bad on the scale of people, of families we know, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yo, I visited his family. His dad was like, welcome to the family, giving me hugs, like, on the first visit. I'm like... <laughs> this is weird. This side is epic right it's now. like, you guys are lovely. Cool. This is nice. Yeah, I don't this know. This is nice. This is a whole new world. You guys are so nice. <laughs> That's new. I That's love new. it. I've been hidden from fam. I've been hidden from boyfriends' families. I've been like, 
you know, like... I've been hidden by guys I was dating, but that never became a relationship because that was a major... I was like, oh, right, okay, no. Right. That's a red flag. Yes. But I didn't know that. You have a red flag episode. I didn't episode. know that. You have a red flag so, episode. Yeah. Date a Filipino, everybody. Okay. PSA. Thank you, Jess, for joining. Thanks for having me, and Minji. for sharing your stories. I'm very happy to hear about Dr. Ham treating you so well. And shout out to... I hope he listens to this because he hears how much... Just he does it. listen to all my podcasts. It's yeah. very sweet. He's a little too supportive. I will never get an honest no out of him because <laughs> he just thinks it's like, he's like, you are so funny. And you're so good. I was like, that's really sweet. But Kenji's really good about true. feedback. I'm <laughs> no, but he's honest. So that's why I'm like, it's a different thing. I'm like, when he says, you did a great job, I'm like, yay, because it's for yeah. real. <laughs> I think he's being honest. I just think he like, it's just too nice. You're just sometimes. like, be a little bit more critical. Too nice. But you're like, I'm no, cool with that. But, but also don't don't but change. But like I know you're a biased opinion. Yeah. So. It's good for you to be aware of that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will subscribe and leave a five-star review. And uh please share this with a friend if they are, you know, need some holiday entertainment and some cheer regarding relationships. And shout out to all the, the cuffed couples. And the uncuffed. And the, the world uncuffed. is your oyster. Seriously. Go enjoy it. Put a little like hot sauce on it and enjoy. <laughs> that sounds painful. Yeah, this is a little. It's good. Um, and thank you to Marm Yue, my audio engineer and producer. And shout out to Aquafina. Thank you for the use of your song Yellow Ranger. And you can be a supporter of this podcast at patreon.com slash first of all podcast. Shout out to my Patreon patrons. I love you guys so much. You guys give me life and inspiration and meaning. Um, and you help keep the lights on and the microphone on. <laughs> so thank you very, very much. I am a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American storytellers and podcasts hosts you can find first of all on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher and radio public which i am now an official partner of so shout out to radio public thank you so much for featuring me and also on spotify and everywhere else you find podcasts have an amazing holiday season we have more fun episodes coming your way and in the meantime i hope you had a good time with jess and me jess where can people find you you can find me on twitter at just jude tweets and giraffe and half. And I went private. Oh, did you? Okay, I my bad. I did private. That's me yeah. trying to set boundaries. Good for you. I, I respect that. All right. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. I got this all up on my LinkedIn. Proficient in spitting, turning red when I'm drinking. Emancipating pussy like I was Abe Lincoln. Squirting out that Kool-Aid to lot of that just sink Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.